Hey there, welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. This is Pastor Terry, so glad you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in, of course. We're in the book of 1 Kings chapter 13. And let me tell you, if you've not been with us, you have missed an amazing story. True story. That's the great thing about the Bible. It's filled with adventure and intrigue and deceit and all the stuff that we have in life today. God did not sanitize his word. He gave us life in full living HD high def reality and first Kings is no exception, man. We have had betrayal, intrigue, murder, vengeance. (laughs) We've had it all. So here's what's happened. The kingdom of God is divided between Judah and Israel, Northern and Southern kingdoms. And in the Northern kingdom or where the, where the 10 tribes are, the, the leader of that is a guy named Jeroboam. Now God gave him that he didn't earn it. It wasn't his by some right of succession. God gave it to him because of the sins of Solomon. And so he gets this and God even protects him just part of what we're going to look at. God even protects him from an invading army. Um, uh, Rehoboam, uh, the king of Judah, was going to come in and, and wipe him out. But God called him off. So God has been incredibly kind to Jeroboam. So how does he repay the Lord? <laughs> now, so how does he do it? He does it by building not one but two golden calves, placing them at different spots in the kingdom, and then creating feast days and fast days and holy days, honoring these gold dead idols. The number one sin in the Old Testament, if you go back and look at it, and don't trust me, go and look at it. The number one sin that causes God to bring swift and horrible judgment upon his people is idolatry. So what is idolatry? Idolatry is worshiping anything more than the Lord. Now, worship's a word that we get a little... Uh, you know, misunderstood about perhaps in 21st century in America. We think worship, and it's been used synonymous with music. It has. When we talk about the worship part of the service, we almost always are referring to music. Well, that's not what worship is. Worship means, if you look at the basic etymology of the word, how the word is put together, there's two parts to it. The word worth and the word ship. It's declaring the worth or value of something. God demands, and he has the right to demand, that he is number one in our lives when it comes to the area of worth and value. We should value and honor and love nothing more in our life than the person of the Lord Jesus, God our Father, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The triune God should be the object of our affection far above anything else that we've ever imagined. Really should be, right? But it wasn't with Jeroboam. Jeroboam got nervous and scared. Even though God had brought him to a great spot, he got nervous. So he prohibited people from going to the proper place of worship, which was in the other kingdom down in Jerusalem. And he put up these two golden calves, created this whole system. And ready for this? He also attached himself to it. He said, look, if they keep going down to Jerusalem, they will, be, they will begin to fall in love and want to follow Rehoboam and they won't love and follow me. Well, now, wait a minute thought worship was about the true and living God. See how easy and subtle it can change? Whenever you displace something, uh, the Lord rather, from the first place in your life, here's the deal. You begin to slide. And if you go back to the beginning of our time through 1 Kings, we talked about this is a book about sliding. It's a book about tip, tipping. It's a book about moving away from the Lord. And Jeroboam got to this point, right, um, because of his fear and because of his ego. So here's what happens just immediate to this. Just prior to this, God sends a prophet from Judah to say to him, listen, do not in any way continue to worship these golden calves. You need to repent and turn. He said, I am going to send this prophet and this prophet is going to, going to declare destruction on these altars. Well, the prophet comes 
that happens, we'll pick up with Jeroboam a little bit later. But let's look at this prophet. So this prophet comes from Judah, and God says to the prophet, God speaks to the prophet, don't eat, drink, sleep, or go home with anybody while you're there. Do your job and get out of town. That's the, that's the rule. Well, one of Jeroboam's prophets sees this guy speaking against his king, and he goes to him and says, well, now God spoke to me saying, you need to come to my house. Remember last episode, we talked about this. We said, look, do the last thing God has told you to do, and you'll never go wrong. Don't let someone sway you. Don't let someone talk you out of it. Don't move your heart from that. You want to know the will of God, do the last specific thing God told you to do. Well, the prophet didn't. He listened to this other guy, went home ate, drank, slept. And so God said, here's what's going to happen. You're not going to get to return home. So as he was leaving town, listen, a lion came out and destroyed him, ripped him apart. So we pick up the story from there. Now, when the prophet who had brought brought him back, the way, he, the way that he heard of it, he said, it is the man of God who disobeyed the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has given him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him according to what the word of the Lord had spoken to him. So here's what he says. He said, what you're seeing there, they saw a body. That body is the prophet who disobeyed the Lord. Here's what happens. You don't want to be an example of disobedience. (laughs) You don't want to be the guy sitting on the bench or the girl sitting on the sideline because you've disobeyed the word of the Lord. You want to be the person that walks in the word of the Lord, that obeys God's command on your life. And you want to be that person that moves ahead. But this was the prophet that disobeyed. They saw the body and this is what they said. Then quickly he goes on and says, and he said to his son, sadly, uh, saddle the donkey for me. And he saddled the donkey and he went and found the body of the man who was on the side of the road. And he stood beside the body of the lion and I'd eaten the body yet. Uh, or, or, or had torn up the donkey that the prophet was on. So he took up the body of the prophet, the man of God laid it upon the donkey and brought it back to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid him the laid his body in the grave, and they mourned over him, saying, "Alas, my brother!" Uh, and after he had buried him, he said to his sons, "When I die, bury me in the grave in which this man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones, for saying this." Um, that he called out the word of the Lord against the altar of Bethel and against the houses of the high places and in all the cities of Samaria. And surely this came to pass. Now, after this thing, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil way. There's where we pick up our Jeroboam. So this prophet comes, speaks against him. Jeroboam's hand even withered up. The prophet saved it. The prophet then disobeys God and God makes him an example. A lion tears him up. And so this prophet of Jeroboam has a heart change. He says, wait a minute, this is real. God's really speaking here. I want to align myself with the Lord. So when I die, bury me next to him. But here's the sad thing. Jeroboam, seeing all of this stuff happening, does not turn from evil ways, but made the priests for the high places again from among all the people. Any who would, he ordained to be priests in the high places. And this thing became a sin to the house of Jeroboam. So it cut off and destroyed it from the face of the earth. So here's what happens. Jeroboam says, I don't care what the prophet said. I don't care if my hand withered. I don't care if God healed me. I want to be the king. I want to be the man. Listen, when you're so committed to yourself and your own ideas that you will abandon the messages of God, then maybe, maybe you're going to become an example, a negative one to those around you. But here's the great news. You can have a heart change like this one prophet did and say, hey, look, I see the hand of God. I want to follow him. Now, when you do that, guess what? You'll find unbelievable grace for your journey 
and the power of God with you every step that you take. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Be with us, Lord, as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Love you so much. And we'll see you right back here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.